When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock podcast, the podcast about the beautiful club within the beautiful game and it's FA Cup build-up time. We've got our special preview and where we are joined, that we being me and of course Peter, my co-host, by our new kind of regular FA Cup specialist, Phil Annett. How are you doing, Phil? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thanks, uh, Russ and hi, Pete. Yeah, so nice to be back and always love to talk about the FA Cup, so uh, happy to be uh, a member of your team when it comes to these podcasts yeah. at cup time. Great. Lovely. And we should actually mention one thing I've realised I've not mentioned until now. It's not even just about the FA Cup. Um, on your fact file stuff and or on your social media and um, on the non-league special uh, podcast that you do, uh, you also talk about the FA Vars and the FA Trophy. So yeah, I do. I, do. I, mean, I have another blog not... called FA Vars Fact File, which is dedicated to the Vars. Um, uh, the trophy, I've, I've got the blog sort of ready, but it's a bit more difficult to stay on top of that one. Um, so I sort of incidentally talk about the trophy, but I have FA Cup Fact File and I have FA Vars Fact File as two distinct um, blogs that I run uh, via Twitter and uh, online. Excellent. It's commendable work. It's great. It really yeah. adds some flavour to the occasion, doesn't it? Hmm. Yeah. And well, we won't ask you any, any FA Vars or trophy facts, A, because you wouldn't have prepped anything <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> and B, because it's largely irrelevant to this particular podcast. But, um, but nonetheless, I commend the good work. On the matter at hand, though, the FA Cup, of course, we've reached fourth round day. Um, we have touched in, in the past on this uh, post FA Cup weekend on the, uh, the giant killings and, the, and the, the good results that have gone on from that third round of action. It was a pretty special one. I thought some great, some great stuff going on. Um, what's your take on it, Phil? What, what, what did you take out of it in terms of the, um, the highlights, both in terms of giant killings or, or any interesting trivia that's, that's been uh, developed from that weekend's results? Okay, well, I always do a review, a statistical review of every round. So I've got quite a lot to, I could talk you through, but I'll try and keep to just some of the key more interesting point. So I, I had three stats of the round. Um, first was Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea extended their FA Cup record of progressing beyond the third round in their 24th consecutive season. So 24 years since they last lost in the FA Cup third round. That's a, a <laughs> amazing feat. Um, far and ahead away, the, the highest, although Arsenal did have a good run uh, um, until about 2017 when they lost to Forest. And we know they lost again to Forest this year. Uh, so that's the best ever. Yeah. That's the best ever. Yeah, I mean, good run of that as well. We we had a stage where we didn't where we we didn't get past round one or two, so we didn't lose in the third round for ages. Yeah, yeah, it can happen for a lot of clubs. <laughs> a lot of clubs don't, you know, get into the third round. And we've got we've got to start about the third round actually. So Chelsea, Chelsea's got a fantastic feat of always getting to the fourth round, and then we've got Barrow who are the other side of the coin, where they can't seem to get beyond the third round. And this year, they were knocked out in this round uh, for the 13th time. They gave it a hell of a go, though, didn't they? Was it yeah. like 0-4 in the They had 10 men for... Yeah, it was a great game. 
Yeah. yeah. They had 10 men for most fantastic. of the match, didn't they? As well in the end. Sorry? They had 10 men for most of the match, didn't they? I think as well. Yeah, they, did, they did, and it was just a, a remarkable game of scoring. <laughs> yeah, I, went, I remember putting on final score to watch the last 20 minutes of the games, and they just kept going to, to Barnsley and saying, <laughs> oh, the Barrow would get level, and then they'd be straight back there, or Barnsley are ahead again. And... Uh, yeah, so they did give it a good go, and I thought for a moment they might have sneaked it, but uh, unfortunately for them, it wasn't lucky 13, it was unlucky 13, and uh, they still yet to get beyond the third round. Uh, and then the other, the other big news from the third round, as far as I'm concerned, uh, was Kidderminster Harriers. Obviously, I was I was there. I grew up watching them come back to beat Reading two one. Uh, some say that. Uh, sorry, excuse me. This is going to be an important call. I'm going to have to go. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's really important. So I can't stay. I will have to go. All right. Sorry. Okay. No worries. No worries. <laughs> we'll just. Um... Yep, Ooh, that was probably unexpected. <laughs> Phil has now gone. Well, he, well, maybe he might come back on. We'll see how see how that goes. Um, in the meantime, Peter, yeah, just talking about that game, Kidderminster two one against Reading, team from um, well several divisions above. Um, obviously, Championship strugglers this season. Um, they were winning as well, Reading, so a come from behind victory, which is pretty impressive. Um, and yeah, it sounded like Phil was at the game, so he's picked a good yeah. one to go to, there, isn't he? Yeah, what what you'd expect from an upset, you know, one was a scrambled from a long throw, wasn't it, from a corner, or didn't almost go in from a corner, and then was and then was tapped in from like two yards out. It's kind of like what you would yeah, expect. some someone sat yeah. on the goalie, uh, you know, just your usual yeah. usual cup stuff. Um, brilliant. I mean, well, we will have to get Phil back in, and we may take a pause in a moment and see if he can get back on. But um, he was going to give us some stats on Spurs and Brighton, which is, of course, the fixture most concerning us. While we are um, on that subject, um, both of us are going to the game, of course. We are in the 5,700. <coughs> Should have been 9,000. Um, <laughs> and um, are you looking forward to the game, Peter? What's your thoughts on it? Do you reckon we're yeah, going to get my, the result? My... It's just a bit of a, I think the time's a bit of a, a downer. Even living in London, I'm not quite sure how easy it's going to be to get back home afterwards. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been to a game for a while, as um, people know, so it's going to be, feels like there isn't uh, too much pressure on us as well. I mean, I think even though we're obviously with both Premier League, I think most people expect us to lose it. So we can go there and do what we've done against the big, big six all season and kind of give them a proper game. And hopefully, you know, if we draw one all, then you, well, you don't really want extra time really, to be honest. It's like it's hard enough. Going to be hard enough getting home at ten, let alone ten thirty or eleven o'clock. So going to yeah. be stuck in Tottenham all night. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, we give it a go, and you know, if we end up losing, but you know, that's that. If we don't, then who knows? We could, you know, fifth round suddenly and progress. It's, it's obviously the last time we had the Spurs in the FA Cup. It was a really good game, and we, we yeah. just being a division below them and a division and a half below them as well. At that point, we gave them a really good, really good match, and. Uh, Richard Carpenter scored a fantastic free kick and, yeah, just didn't, couldn't quite hold on at the end for a replay as it would have been then. We, yeah. We, we talked memory scored a brilliant goal. We talked about um, Paul Barber's um, fans forum appearance and his, his justification for the various things to do with the Spurs game and the allocation. And he was saying there isn't any past track record. Um, interestingly, I don't know how many... Do you know how many we took to that cut match you just mentioned? I know we sold out because I didn't get a ticket, so I was in... I, was, I had the impression that was about 8,000. Yeah, I was just, in the home end that day with a lot of Albion fans as well. There was like loads, because I know that because our whole area basically went up when we scored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough for it not to actually be any friction because no Spurs yeah, fans. Yeah, it was the whole area was Brighton fans, basically. Yeah, it was kind of like, it was one of those goals where, you know, there was no way you couldn't go up. It was like really well taken free kick. It was one, in yeah. a day where Albion annoyingly did 
just everything randomly by post rather than actually allowing people to apply based on points. So that just meant that living in London, there was less chance of going, even though, you know, even that, even if you got in the post at the same time, other people. So, it, you know, before obviously doing online signups tickets, yeah. so, which meant it was really annoying because obviously we were, we went to pretty much the vast majority of games that season, but mm. I think I only missed about three that year. And then yeah. it was Tottenham. Unfortunately, yeah, it didn't, it, it didn't work out for us. Ledley King scored a first half header, didn't he? A kind of loopy header. It was a, header, a freak, bit of a freak goal, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit of a freak goal. Over the carpenter scored the equaliser. Just after half kick. time, I think, pretty Just much. Time. And then it was both, the both sides hit the bar from memory. I think we both. Yes. Yeah, I think so. And then there was the relentless at the time scorer, Robbie Keane, who scored the, a To be goal, fair, a brilliant goal. goal. I mean, if we'd lost to that first goal, I'd have been pissed off because it was like, it was a bit of a fluke, but. That it was a superbly taken goal. There was nothing anyone really could do about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I don't want to bark on about the the barber ticket allocation stuff too much more. But just You're going, going to anyway. <laughs> going to anyway. Now, one final point on that is we also took a hell of a lot of people to the League Cup fixture, which was an evening game. Um, I believe, uh, well, I can't remember what it was now, actually, about five years ago, was it? Maybe it was Ajoa was, yeah. um, it must have been a bit longer then, six years maybe. Ajoa was in the crowd having... Yeah, maybe it was five years ago. He, he was in the um, crowd having already signed for Leicester. He came into the away end section for that match, if um, anyone that was at the game might remember. Um, the fans clocked him, just as they clocked Anthony Knockhart at, uh, at Chelsea again the other week. Um, and, you know, we took a hell of a lot of fans there. And that yeah, was Christian Wilson played that one, didn't he? That was one of his few games for He us. did, yeah. Remember? Wasn't that his debut, actually, for the senior team? It would have been. We never really, from memory, we never really got, and it looked like getting an that we were, we lost two 0 but we never really looked like scoring. Yeah. However, we have actually got a reasonably okay record against Spurs from our limited times playing them in senior men's football. Um, the head-to-head record at the moment reads eight wins, which is a bit more than I thought we might have done. Um, eight draws, and then the sixteen losses, which of course inevitably they they dominate overall. But you know, we've um, that's not too bad, really, is it? To have we've got been... eight wins against Spurs. A little unlucky to lose four out of four there in the league, actually, I think. I mean, although Hewton got very deep when, when we lost 1-0 there, it took to the 89th minute for them to score. Again, we, we had decisions going the last two seasons. I know Lamptey's, you could argue Lamptey's goal should have been disallowed last season, but then Kane should never have got a penalty and we were denied a clear penalty when Trossard was fouled. And then two years ago, from memory, one of their, was it Abdelli Ali could have been sent off two years ago on a Boxing Day game and and. Yeah. And, and didn't we've been unlucky not to get anything there actually so far from our four league games um first even the first season at Wembley they, they had a bit of a fluke first goal wasn't it when um was it Aurier crossed from the wing and and it went went over Ryan it was clearly a cross but it looped over Ryan into the far post far corner yeah so in every game there's been some sort of either luck or they've left left, left it very late in the one we can't really say we were that unlucky against them under in the one near H- the end of Hewton's reign because we didn't actually get out of our half or match pretty much from memory. Hmm. Yeah. Um, looking through, I'm trying to have a look and see. I mean, the, the, the early history of us, um, a lot of draws, actually. Um, 2-2. We then lost 2-1. Um, this is in the Southern League days. Then a couple of one-all draws. Oh, that's a familiar scoreline. And then eventually, on the 16th of September 1905, Again, in the Southern League, we beat them 2-0 at the Goldstone. So that was our Hello, first man. victory. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, things have changed a bit. There's and amazing two, two, of the, games. Course, two of the other wins that we've had have um, been the last two home games. Yeah. And 
In fact, um, three of the wins are 2-0 home wins in the Southern League, interestingly. So, um, you know, we are, we are used to a two-goal winning margin. We've also beaten them 3-1 in Division 2 in the 1970s. Of course, that was the promotion push where um, I think famously it ended up with the Southampton Spurs conspiratorial yeah. draw thing. Um, we've only had, I think, one away win from what I can see here, which was at um, 24th of October 1981, so top flight. Um, and But as you said, we've done quite well at home and we have been unlucky away, I think. Christian Eriksen, of course, getting a late winner in one of the games. Yeah. Christian Eriksen now just having returned to England, to the Premier League and to London with Brentford. Um, interesting to see how he gets on. They're involved in the FA Cup as well. Um, just going back, though, to... Um, the FA Cup. So from that weekend, I mean, we, Phil was going to go into details on um, some of the games that we've got there. We've, we've played a few, um, sorry, we're going to talk about a few upsets. Um, Burnley, I think, were beaten at home by Huddersfield. Um, I bet you were disappointed with that one, Peter. I don't know me, I'm a big fan of Burnley. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a few upsets, um, but I think rather than me trying to ramble on about it, Phil is actually back in the room, I think. So I'm going to let him back in and he can rejoin us um, and then we can get some more bits of trivia and information. So we are still on the air. We've got Phil coming in now. So when you do click on Phil, well, welcome back. <laughs> Sorry, my friend. I, I, I hate to do that to you, but I, I, I've been waiting for that call all day and I just knew it was going to come. During the, uh... Always the way, isn't it? <laughs> yes. 100%. 100%. 100%. Um, well, we've... That, that's right, not a problem. But we've, we've just been chatting about um, the the upcoming game with Spurs, just our general thoughts on that and the nice. head-to-head history, of which we've won eight games out of 32, which isn't okay. too bad, really. Um, eight draws and 16 defeats. Um, but I don't know um, if we want to switch back, actually. We'll come to Spurs-Brighton with any any trivia you've got on that a bit later. But we were in the middle of the um, the third round, weren't we? Um, we were just talking about that. So yeah. what else did you um, draw on from the third round? Okay, so I think um, the biggest news was the, the Kidderminster Harriers' victory over Reading. Um, level 6 being level 2, that was the joint biggest margin gap between league status uh, for a level 6 team and beat a level 2 team, uh, achieved by... Um, Surely last year, actually. So that was uh, the last instance of it. Um, so that's fantastic news. It was a great game. Uh, and they've got another chance to go even one better in the fourth round. Um, so do many, do, do many fourth, uh, sixth tier teams get to the fourth round? Because I know it's quite, obviously quite a few conference teams get through what you've yeah. heard years, but not many sixth tier. No, I think surely, I think, might be the only other one. Um, trying Impressive to then. Two in two years after. Yeah, after none. I mean, it's difficult because obviously the, the pyramid has changed a lot over time. Yeah. It's always hard to compare modern times with levels in the past. Um, like Blythe Spartans is a classic one because when they got their run to the fifth round um, in 1978, they were a, a Northern League side, which now Northern League is step nine, level wow. nine. So then though, it was ostensibly level five in, in effect because it, they, they could have um, the winners could have asked to be considered to be a football league team 
There's a lot. So the level five was quite flat then. It was a number of leagues. Yeah, rather. I mean, what the, the, it wasn't like a pyramid as it is now. It, it was just independent leagues that were running. And uh, if uh, the, the, you know, there was a recognition that the Southern League and the Northern Premier League and the Eastern League were probably the top ones. So maybe Northern League, it might even have been level six back then. Um, it's a bit, it's you know, it's, it's grey area as to what level it actually was. So it, it is unusual and it's a fantastic feat because they do start in the second qualifying round. So Kidderminster, this round, it will be their seventh FA Cup round that they'll be involved in this season. And West Ham, their opponents in the fourth round, if they go on to win and then get to the final, they were only playing six rounds you know, to, to, win, to lift the trophy, potentially. So it's a fantastic achievement to play in seven different rounds in the same season. And, you know, we'll talk about it later on, I guess, that, that they, may, they may make history again and go even further. What's, what's even more impressive, actually, I remember listening to the interview of the commitments manager after the match saying, they were asking about the next round, and he was like, well, I'm not interested in that. We've got seven league games to come before that, which puts in the context, it's like, you know, kind of Thomas Tuchel, who's been moaning a lot recently. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but they've won five and drawn. Yeah, they've got, they got 16 points. Phenomenal records. 16 points like, out of 21 in less than a month. Yeah, in um, between two huge cup games. That, that is real focus, because a lot of the, you can imagine, especially the last couple of weeks, Players might be thinking about other things, but they've been, you know, really, really obviously on it. And the manager was saying this morning, I was reading on the BBC website, saying how hard it's going to be to tell some of the players they're not playing because yeah. they've been playing so well. Yeah, that is a challenge, isn't it? And obviously, they'd have been motivated to play well, to be in the running for being picked for their big game. Um, so that's a challenge for them, I suppose. But, you know, that's the point of being a manager. You have to make those choices. So yeah. no point moaning about it. <laughs> that's who you are. So... It'll be a great day. I'll be, I'll be there to, to, on Saturday. Um, luckily, managed to get myself uh, a ticket for the game. So I'm really looking forward to, to watching it. And, and like I say, if if, if, if Kidderminster did end up winning with, with games going to penalties, you know, there's more of a chance that that could happen. Um, you know, no level six team's ever beaten a top flight team before. Kidderminster, they, funnily enough, they played West Ham before in the FA Cup, when it made it to the fifth round last time in 94, and only lost by a single goal, a Lee Chapman goal. Um, and so if they if they were to beat West Ham, they'd be the first time a non-league club has made the fifth round twice. And <laughs> as a cattail passes across the screen, <laughs> Peter's, Peter's pet is guilty again. He's a, he's a big Kidderminster fan. He must be. <laughs> he's making his feelings felt, yeah. Um, so, so history, yeah. you know, historic game already. And, uh, you know, it, it's nice that the media are taking interest now because obviously they're going yeah. in the last round. Yeah. Um, yeah, the TV choices are a lot more interesting in this round rather than last time. It's a lot more you know, decent games rather than just boring all Premier League games, which are kind of pointless. Yeah, they're, they're a bit caught out with lots of um, big Premier League teams getting home draws, sort of took away a little bit of potential romantic ties, as people might like to call them. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they've still put a couple on, as we know. The big ones always get chosen in, yeah. the, in the games. But, you know, you can't, they can't ignore Kidderminster and, and Bourne Wood, of course, who are in the fourth round for the very first time flying high in the National League and go to AFC Bournemouth who are trying to get back to the Premier League and you've got to question how much they care about doing well in the FA Cup and they don't really have a fantastic FA Cup record or, 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 at all over 100 campaigns. But didn't we question that last time when they stuffed the over? 
Browns. <laughs> yeah, they did do well against Yeovil, I have to say. Um, but, um, you know, it'll be very interesting to see how, how that game goes because Bournem are a very, very good side. Yeah, they beat Wimbledon 2-0 at home in the uh, last round. Um, interestingly, with Bournemouth, actually, in the season that they got promoted under Eddie Howe, they did have, if I recall, a very good cup run, and they were playing first-choice yeah. teams throughout. That was the exception to the rule, and obviously they don't have Eddie Howe now, so I think that's largely irrelevant, but uh, worth worthy of some minor mention, yeah. I guess. They've only but, gone beyond the fourth round five times in over 100 campaigns, so they don't exactly have a good history. Wow. That's even really? worse than us. Yeah. <laughs> that is an amazingly bad record, isn't it? Considering, yeah. you know, they're usually third tier, I'd say, well, more often than not, aren't yeah, they? You'd think yeah. they'd go on some runs sometimes. It's just, only just like, a follow-up on Boring Wood. They were saying how well they're doing. They are they are two yeah. points off the lead with games in hand on all four teams above them. I knew they were kind of near right up the top, but I don't know quite how. So they're literally they if they win their game in hand on when it, the one game in hand they've got in everyone, they'll they'll be top, which is phenomenal. A team who get whose attendances are really small and they don't you know, they don't get big following. And their manager used to play for Wimbledon, didn't he? So it's quite he did. He did. a big one for him last round. Yeah, well, I mean, they beat Wimbledon easy. I mean, you were a, a more complete victory, but on the side of an EFL club, you'd never get to see. It was just going to be them uh, to win it from the off to the end. And, uh, and you know, if they, if they put the same kind of four game, game together against Bournemouth, they'll, get, they'll have a good chance to get through. Sorry? Yeah. Well, Boreham Wood and Wimbledon could actually play each other next year in the league, given <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's position. true. Yes, they could indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, in fact, another another um well, a game from the last round, which could end up being a league fixture. It would be very amusing if it were to be the case. Newcastle, Cambridge. Um <laughs> Cambridge, of course, yeah. are in the league, have just got promoted into League One last season. Um are actually on a rich vein of form. They've gone five wins and a draw the last six games. They've got an Albion, a young lad uh, on loan, Tolai, from our youth ranks, um, British Albanian guy who who's a good good prospect. And they've got Ironside there and some other firepower. If they were able to get promoted, and, and if Newcastle managed to slip, I don't think they will. But you know that could feasibly have been a fixture. And um, however, what we can smile about is that result in the FA Cup. It was at St James Park. A 1-0 win for Cambridge, um, two divisions difference, brilliant result. Ironside the scorer, actually, and he's a local boy, too. So um, what, what did you make of that? That's great stuff, isn't it? You've got to love that. Well, it's perfect. You know, the, richest, the richest team in the world uh, getting done over by a team that just got promoted last season out of the fourth tier of English football. Um, and right, they got the love of the green. Uh, a couple of uh, Newcastle chances on other days would have gone in. Um, but you know you got to take your chances when you can, and it's fantastic to see. And uh, for Cambridge, they got a, a great chance to keep going in the cup. They got a home draw against Luton, so that's eminently doable. Even though Luton are obviously going well in the Championship again, you'd have to question, you know, how much, how important is the FA Cup to them? Um, so yeah, it's, it's great. It, it caught all the uh, headlines, didn't it? The uh, the win at Newcastle. So. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, entertaining for everyone who isn't a Newcastle fan. Yeah. That's a proper cup tie, Cambridge Luton, as well, because they're both about mid table in their leagues. They've got not too much to play for, but the prospect of fifth round and potentially, you know, Man City away or something like that is huge. Luton aren't are just outside the playoffs, actually. After oh, they, they have yeah. slightly higher up than I thought they were. Yeah, so you know, they're, they're, they're doing very well. and. Uh, it, 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 yeah. I say, will they want a winning mentality and try to keep that run going? 
or would they want to rest some players for their league games? I, I imagine yeah. they'll probably keep going. And if I mean, the chance to go, given the money at the top of the championship, the odds of going up is pretty a lot lower than the odds of winning that and trying to get a potentially a big cup tie. You'd have thought. Currently, by Luton uh, managed by one of Brighton's ex players and ex temporary managers as well for two games. Nathan Jones. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not saying it. <laughs> and the only the only thing with this, unfortunately, is there's other giant killings of sorts that go under the radar when all these yeah. really glamorous ones happen. I mean, one of them, um, Birmingham fought the law and the law won with his goal in the 104th minute for Plymouth. Um, on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to... No, it was fairly awful, wasn't it? Um, no, I mean, halfway through extra time, he gets the winner there. They, they were down to 10 men, Birmingham, but... Um, I mean, that, that's a great result, but, you know, away from home against a higher divisioned opposition, pretty good going. Um, also, we had, uh, what was the other one? There was um, Hartlepool beating Blackpool 2-1, albeit with home advantage there. And we also had Burnley 1, Huddersfield 2, yeah. which and, and Forest beating Arsenal. Those were the other upsets, I think. Feel free to add any in if I've missed any. And no, no, that, uh, What right. do you make of those, Phil? Well, I mean, obviously, um, Hartlepool's fantastic win for them over Blackpool. Uh, two divisions, as you said, um, take them into the fourth round, which is the furthest they've ever gone, despite all that time as a football league side. Um, they only ever have made it to the fourth round. That was the seventh time now. Uh, if they win their game against Crystal Palace, and you might think, how, why would they? But they've only played them twice in the FA Cup before and won both times. So, you know, they've got a bit of a, a good record against Palace. Um, if they did... Nice. They would make the fifth round. You know round. the right things to say on this show, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they would make the fifth round for the very first time, and that would be the longest any club has had to wait to get a wow. fifth round. So it, it would be great news for them. I mean, it, it is going to be very difficult um, to win there because I think Palace, they've got this mentality at the moment. that they, They've got this new claim. of They're trying to be claiming that they've been in existence since 1865 and they're involved <laughs> yeah. in the very first FA Cup. So they're trying to look at this as some kind of synergistic route back to the final this year to say, well, there we go, this is apt for us to be there. But um, I think they'll find Hartlepool were tougher not to crack than they might have anticipated. Mm, yeah. Let's hope to wish Hartlepool good luck then. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you do. <laughs> uh, and obviously not in Forest Arsenal. That's quite interesting, that, because um, we were talking about Chelsea's record earlier. Uh, Arsenal had a similar record of about 21 consecutive third-round victories, and Forest brought that to an end. And uh, to do it again uh, this season um, means that Forest are the only club to knock Arsenal out of the FA Cup in the third round in the last 28 years, uh, having done it twice now. So, um, lightning does strike twice, yeah. Lightning does strike twice, and uh, you know, it's quite unusual not to have Arsenal in the fourth round. Uh, and uh, it was fully deserved as well. I thought Arsenal were dreadful that game, I mean, watch yeah, 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 you were, oh, well, didn't look interested. It was, yeah. a, it was, a, what was the joke? It was a smashing grabbing victory, yes. There you go, <laughs> yeah. I knew that my, my law one doesn't sound so bad now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I took that from Gary Lineker, so I knew it was going to be an awful punch. <laughs> and um, obviously Plymouth, who uh, for beating Birmingham got the reward of a trip to Chelsea, which is uh, yeah, well that that would be very tough. Reward. Great, great, great reward to go and play at Chelsea. Um, early start though, half twelve kickoff for Plymouth fans. That's yeah, well they've had that all. It's the early start they've to get whole competition. They got they got a uh, early start against Chef Wednesday, and I think I'm not sure what time the Birmingham game came went off, but then has another early one. So Sunday at some point, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah they're getting, getting every round. Yeah. Um, Chelsea have um, beaten every time in the cup. 
So three uh, times they've met and Chelsea have won two. I can't see that changing this time around, but no, you never know. Um, flicking the Tigers tail, so so to speak, Shrewsbury, they went 1-0 up at Anfield. So a bit of a story for them. Uh, they ran out 4-1 defeat in the end. As you might imagine it um, wasn't a good idea um, to try and dare to score there, really. But um, Yeah, 4-1 for Liverpool in the end. But um, Morecambe, they went 1-0 up away to Spurs, who, um, of course, have ended up being our opponents in the next round. Yeah. And they came quite close. They scored in the 33rd minute. And yeah. Harry Winks got the equaliser in the 74th. So for quite a while there, it was looking like um, there was a, a wonderful uh, story coming up. <laughs> I had my headline again. ready. I had my headline. Yeah. The Spurs were not wise to field that team against Morecambe. <laughs> but didn't, yeah. didn't get to use yeah. it. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, good, good effort though. <laughs> um, and they, of course, they're only just up into League One as well, Morecambe, aren't they? Like they came up with Cambridge last year. Um, and I think was it? It may have been you that mentioned that they've never been relegated. Is that was that you? Said that? Yeah, because yeah. they've they've got very gradual, steady progression yeah. over over decades. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> um, yeah, over hundreds of years, hundred years or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's a phenomenal yeah. feat. Um, I think Games for Trinity were another club about three years ago. They got relegated for the very first time, and uh, mm. so you know they've been transferred and moved and all the rest of it. But yeah, it's quite interesting um, to see them that they are doing so well but obviously third round was the furthest they've gone in the FA Cup and they're doing in the Cup what they're doing in the league just yeah. progressing as time goes on The other really good game which I, I watched pretty much all of was the uh, Hull Everson one as well again Hull took the lead I know it's not quite such a big gap as the other two but Hull took the lead and Everson eventually won but it took a, a real effort, a real fight back to a real battle to do it and for ex Brighton player now, Ryan Longman, who was on loan then at Hull, but scored an absolutely pretty good goal all around, in my view, with his wrong foot. That was a really, really good game. And yeah, you do watch the FA Cup games and you think this is what the beauty of the FA Cup that you don't, maybe, from what I hear, you don't get overseas in the Cups in Europe. They don't quite have the same attitude towards it, maybe. Talking about this with a, on another blog, and I, and I think it boils down to the fact that the other Cup competitions across Europe and other countries as a was came after the league was created, and so it doesn't have the same um, history in 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 the nature of the game. So obviously the FA, the FA Cup is the first competition ever, so that's why it's got standing that it has. And you know they treat it; you know, they have two legs in a lot of those cup competitions. They allow B teams to take part. I think it's it evening, isn't it? Games, evening games. I think, I think they were one game away from Ajax. A playing IXP in a cup final uh, in, in Holland, so that would have been uh, quite embarrassing, I think. Mm. Yeah. So Not yeah, I, I think we should celebrate our obviously. I love the FA Cup. We should celebrate it more. And you know, everywhere I go, everyone I talk to do love the competition. It's treated with respect and reverence and desire to win. It's only when you go to the owners, the club owners, who don't have that same. History about it, who don't see the financial aspect of it being worth pursuing, um, but it gets a gets bad press, I guess, and gets uh, treated badly. Yeah, but, for, but to me, for me, I mean, growing up, FA Cup final was always. I think we discussed this briefly last time. Was like a whole day thing. You know, after the season had finished, you'd have the whole day of TV from like about ten o'clock in the morning until about seven o'clock at night. It would be a huge, massive thing. You know, there'd be a replay if needed as well to finish to decide the FA Cup final. I remember the first one pretty much I watched was Palace Manu, and that obviously went to a replay. Mm-hmm. And it was just, yeah, and it was an occasion. And third round day from watching, from my first watch, has always been one of my favourite days because it's mm-hmm. such 
a fun day. You know, so many kind of you know David David and Goliath moments, and it's yeah, yeah. I the FA Cup. I, yeah, I, and I find it frustrating sometimes when we just don't necessarily as a team. I understand maybe more some seasons, but this season especially, if we kind of don't you know put a strong team out tomorrow, it'll be annoying because we've got you know lived this also play for in a lot of ways. You've got to obviously still get a few points to stay up, but the, the main thing this season should be trying to get an FA Cup run together. Well, it's, it's what the fans want, and you've expressed yeah. it quite clearly there. I'm sure it's what the players want as well. They want to uh, be able to say in their future lives that they've got medals that can show their children and grandchildren. Um, the problem is the owners, I'm not saying it's necessarily to Brighton, but the owners see that you can get more money from a higher league position than you'll get from yeah. the cup run. Is, is, it worth, is it worth pursuing where, where the league can generate so much more money for you um, each season? Just by being yeah, even in, in our first season in Premier League, when we were almost safe, pretty much, in the end, I think we were safe when we went to the sixth round at Man U. We played, we didn't play Murray, we didn't play one or two other players there. And it's, you know, even though it was still a quite strong team, it, it could have been stronger. And we played actually quite well. And if Murray had been in the team, we might, we might have won. And yeah. you look back at those sort of opportunities, you think, well, why did, you know, why didn't we? We, we actually had enough points in the end to have them. It's money. Um, it's just money. Yeah. And it's club owners influencing the manager's decisions that they've got to fit in yeah. the demands for the finances and and players and fans can just put up yeah. with it and that's it. Yeah, mm. um, yeah it's, it's, it's weird though when you've only ever qualified for the, at that point for the sixth round twice in your history. Yes. Third time and then you kind of, yeah, don't play your top scorer in the in the quarterfinal when you're playing the first time for 30 years or so, like 35 years or whatever it was then. Yes, yeah. I agree. One, one other fixture sort of stands out is Forest, of course, have got a bit of momentum from the game against Arsenal. They've got another Premier League team at the city ground, uh, kicking off Sunday at four, which is Leicester. Yeah, local derby as well. Um, Leicester are in a bit of a flaky period. Forest obviously have been doing better under Steve Cooper in their recent period. Um, fancy them, uh, wouldn't be as big an upset as some, <laughs> but fancy an upset in that one, Phil? Well, you can't, you can't dismiss it, can you, given that they beat Arsenal in the last round? Um, mm. Leicester, obviously, the holders, um, yeah. keen to maintain their presence in this season's competition for as long as possible I'm sure um, so it, again it, you know, it's hard to differ from the previous ones it, it depends how much Leicester want to do that you know what sort of side they've got they've got strength and depth to be able to put some second tier players out there and, and that'll give Forest a chance or even not in the Forest but they, they're on good form at the moment so they'll be looking at you know can they make the playoffs and, and is this a distraction they don't need uh, they've both beaten each other once before in the competition and by four clear goals. So I'm guessing if you see who scores first, they're probably going to go on and win quite handsomely. Hmm. Excellent. Also, um, the local element makes it even more random, doesn't it? Because it's like local derbies are always a bit, uh, you know, who knows what's quite, quite going to happen as well. So. Yeah, they, they haven't played each other that, that much in recent times, so it's hard. You know, there is a there is a derby element because of location, but they haven't uh, gone head to head much in recent times. So. It's not so not not so at the forefront of everyone's uh, thinking. I don't think. Hmm. I think there's um there might be an article. I'm trying to find it now. There was a notification came through a few minutes ago, something about the five subs becoming permanent. I don't know if you've heard about that. I just saw it somewhere and I can't find find where it was sent from. Um, but um, it'd be interesting if that ends up being the case because of course you've got five subs at the moment as well, isn't it? Which is for particular you know, the, the current conditions that we're all experiencing. Um, what would you make of that if that became permanent? Would you be in favour? So, I mean, 
Yeah, sorry, to Phil. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't think it's necessary. Um, I, I, I can't even understand the reasoning behind it, if I'm being honest, uh, apart from maybe the manager gives him a chance to uh, give more game time to more players to keep them sweet. I think it's uh, a benefit uh, to the teams with deeper squads. Uh, they can have more subs available um, to bring on. Um, so I don't think it's a level playing field across the board. I think it, it can't be introduced on isolation. It needs to be introduced alongside some kind of mechanic that has some kind of cap on what, what number of players clubs can hold. Because I think um, this is just another rule that benefits those that have and uh, is not, not so great for those that don't have. Yeah. And one other bit, actually, while I was looking to see if I could find that, I've discovered a rather intriguing article on the BBC website um, talking about the Kidderminster West Ham game. There's a profile, a rundown of the Kidderminster team. And amongst their um, the, the, the player by player thing, they've gone up with a thing talking about the central defender, Geraldo Bajrami, who plays with garlic in his socks <laughs> as a lucky charm, a clove of garlic. Um, he's been doing it for a few years, apparently. Um, bit bizarre, interesting. <laughs> Not sure. They have a lot of vampires in Kidderminster. <laughs> well, they've never been very good with crosses. So. Hey. <laughs> well, on that note, we'll, we'll steer with, dear, oh dear, we'll steer it back to the um, to the game, the big game for us, uh, Albion yes. fans. Obviously, we're at Spurs. Uh, we're getting used to this new stadium. Really enjoying it. We're getting to go there twice this season. Still, still to come. The first of those two is the cup game on Saturday night, eight o'clock p.m. kickoff. Phil, what can you tell us about these two lovely teams um, <laughs> in relation to each other or separately in terms of the competition? One thing I know is the scoring record. Yes. Spurs yeah. are one behind Kettering. Yeah. Again, at the moment, aren't they? So if we can knock them out to nil. Uh, we can do catering a very minor favour. <laughs> yeah, you'll have a lot of fans in Northamptonshire supporting Brighton this weekend. Um, catering Town are very proud of their record of being the top scorers in the competition uh, across qualifying and uh, the proper round. So they scored 904 goals. Uh, when I launched my book last year, the FA Cup 150 book, they were in second place. So they've scored 11 goals to get that position. Um, and Spurs are one behind, as you said. So a victory for Brighton to nil will make a lot of people in Northamptonshire very, very happy, as well as those on the south coast. Presumably that doesn't count penalties as well. So if we went to penalties at nil-nil, then they'd stay yeah. up. They? Yeah. Yeah. So the penalties, any penalties game. But, uh, you know, go for the proper victory is much more um, worth having. Penalties is such a lot. I've never been also get out earlier as well, because uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a great time, to be honest, for the game. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, don't get me started on TV times for games. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one's particularly popular in Brighton. Well, the fact we can't get back yeah. to Brighton if we're, if we're living in that area, um, unless you go on mid, mini cabs, uh, sorry, mini buses and stuff like that. Mini cabs, yeah. I suppose, is an option. Wouldn't it's be a very good one. Might be slightly expensive. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but any, any other bits of information there regarding Spurs or Brighton? Well, I think you've met them once before in the Cup, haven't you? Um, yeah. Um, was it 2005? I think Spurs won. You want to probably know more about the game than I do. In terms they won 2-1, yeah. 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 Know, yeah. Might have you went to that game, but... Yeah, um, we both there. Hmm. Yeah. So, you, you know, you've, 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 you've got revenge to try and get hold of. Um, in terms of success in recent years, um, I think Spurs have just got a slight edge on you, so... 
Um, mm. You're probably in a purple patch of Brighton, actually, at the moment. And if you look at your yeah. overall record in the past, um, so you've gone beyond round four and three of the last four years. So it's uh, you had quite mm. quite good cup run, mini cup runs in the, in the recent times. Um, things that are not related though to the game itself, just for Brighton and Hove Albion. So some, uh, well, a couple of uh, remarkable facts about Brighton in the FA Cup you might be interested in. Uh, firstly, they hold one particular record in that they are the only club to twice score more than 30 goals in a single FA Cup campaign. Wow. So no, other like club, no other club has ever done it twice. Several, about 50 or so have done it once. And you scored 34 goals in your second season, 902 03. Um, yeah. And you scored 43 goals in that season. I remember we talked about last time when you uh, yeah. you forgot to enter or exempt yourself from the first round and uh, you end up scoring 43 goals. So twice now you've um, you've managed to score more than 30 goals in the only team in the FA Cup history to do it. So you've got. It's a record I find it hard to believe someone will break as well. It's like. Yeah, it's not going to happen again. A lot of goals, year, isn't it? <laughs> If you look at this year, Jersey Bulls scored 24. Mm. Uh, and even when, I think even when Man City won it, um, a while, when he won 6 in the final, I think they only got to 29. So, yeah, getting getting a more than 30 in, in one season is very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, and related to that, yeah, yeah, Brighton are one of only four clubs that scored double figures in two consecutive FA Cup games. So mm. back, back in that 1902-3 season, you, you beat Brighton Athletic 14-2 in the first qualifying round. <laughs> Big local derby, that. <laughs> Big local derby. And then you beat Shoreham 12-0 in the second qualifying Shoreham. round. Shoreham? Yeah. Another, another well, local derby. <laughs> well, that's probably, the thing is with the qualifying rounds, that's exactly how they work. Yeah, you play local yeah. teams. Uh, maybe maybe they, they they envisaged they they didn't actually forget on by accident. No, that that was back then. Just, just to yeah. get these records, you, they were like, well, right, they're probably not going to win much else. So let's just get these records of FA Cup goals. <laughs> well, I think when you only formed in 1901, I'm not 100 sure. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So you, you don't just start. But obviously, you attracted the big names to play in the local area. Funny mm-hmm. enough, that 12-0 victory against Shaw, you repeated it. Uh, in uh, that cat that run in 1932-33, you beat him again 12-0. So another another record that uh, Brighton have is that the only club to beat another one by the, by double digits twice. Uh, so <laughs> you know, it's a very weird and wonderful uh, FA Cup records that you've got. Brilliant, and it's those those lovely bits of trivia that I like the best, Phil. And your book, we've mentioned it before, but please do tell us again how we can get hold of it. Um, it's a great book of trivia uh, on the FA Cup. Tell us what it's called and where it can be, it can be acquired. Well, the FA Cup celebrating its 150th anniversary this season, so I have produced a book called FA Cup 150, which uh, fits in with the celebration for that uh, anniversary. And uh, the USP about the book is that it covers the FA Cup from August to May and represents clubs in the non-league as much as it does in Football League and Premier League. And it covers all the stats you'd expect it to have, but as you identified, it's got lots of quirky little trivia and you can get hold of the book in a couple of ways. Um, I have a website, facupfatfile.co.uk forward slash shop, where you can uh, acquire it uh, via PayPal. And, and there you can also get other related um, FA Cup 150 memorabilia and facts and stats. And then separately, if, you, if PayPal isn't an option for you, you can go straight onto Amazon, which is more uh, user-friendly, I guess, in terms of payment methods. 
and uh, to search FA Cup 150 and you'll find it on Amazon. Excellent. And we can also find you on social media. Um, what's your um, Twitter handles, etc.? Yeah, so uh, I am uh, quite busy at this time of year, obviously, on <laughs> social media with at, at FA Cup Factfile. And uh, I, I do a preview and a review of every round, uh, amongst other facts and stats that I produce on my blog on wordpress.facupfile.com. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Check it out, guys. Definitely worth looking up the book. And uh, Phil, you're, you're great on social media, lots of good uh, posts on there. So it's worth following him as well, isn't it? Um, so thank you once again for joining us. Um, as long as the Albion are in the cup competition, which might be only for about another 24 hours as we speak here, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely want to get you back if you're able to, to, to keep giving us some more trivia. If anything, particularly delightful is going on with the rest of this year's competition we might ask you back anyway um particularly if hardypool have beaten palace um <laughs> just an excuse to laugh about that um you have no idea how much i want that to happen there because they've, they've they've pretty much decided they're in the next round i think from some of the fans i've been listening to and there's nothing nothing worse than a nasty surprise is there and nothing better than that to happen to your arch rivals so we'll, we'll see um but all being well i think we're overdue finally getting a win at Spurs, we've only done it once ever in general, and right. and um, that wasn't the cup. So yeah, it would be good to um, to get that result this weekend. We'll see if it happens or not. Either way round, Peter, we'll sign out in the usual way by saying, "Stand or fall." At the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>